All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Hello again, and welcome to Primitive Screwheads Talk About Horror Movies. We are two friends who met over in Korea, and we meet every so often to discuss a horror movie which we both love or hate so very dearly. I'm Dan, and we are here again to talk about the movie The Faculty, which released in 1998. So we decided to kind of put together a few things since we are all dealing with COVID, since we are all dealing with quarantine, and since school's out forever, possibly, most likely for quite the foreseeable future, we decided to do something a little bit different with the month of May. So Andrew, why don't you introduce us to what is our theme for this month? We're going to be doing uh, videos that have to relate to school to some degree, uh, uh, be it like school ending, school happening, all, all those kind of things. The middle of school, the doldrums of school, and one of the episodes we're actually going to teach an actual lesson because we are both teachers. So... Yeah. Andrew, have you got on that yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I made, I made a great one. Actually, uh, I saw this idea online a while ago where people would, um, they, like, meet up and they get drunk and they make presentations on things, and I really want to do that. I tried to get my friends to do that. And we, we agreed to do it, but then the night we went to do it, nobody wanted to do it. But I'm bringing it back. It's going to happen someday. I Sounds have, good. I all these theories. One of mine is going to be why Prometheus is a great movie. <laughs> we had a whole podcast about that. Actually, no, that was Alien Covenant. We haven't done Prometheus. But, I mean, you, you spent about 20 minutes talking about it, so. That's cool. It's cool. We'll be back. We'll be back. Yeah, we'll get there. You know, I was also going to, my other idea was um, the eventuality or inevitability of war as seen through Gundam Wing. So, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see which one I do. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of one of my favorite road trip games, Don't Get Me Started where you choose a random topic and then you take one side and the other person takes the other side and you just bitch for as long as you can about that one topic. And it can be something mundane like licorice and then you have to complain about licorice for 20 minutes. It's a great improv game. Dude, I want to play that game. Let's play that game. Yep. Anyway, so how's quarantine treating you, Andrew? Uh, Pretty good, you know. Um, Just finished my second master's, which is great. Nice, congrats. I graduated the Johto region. Um... (laughs) That, uh, you know, teaching still until June. Mm-hmm. June. So, you know, good stuff all around. Good stuff. I am doing very good. I am trying my best to help out my company whenever we can. We're developing a few new products. We're developing a few new training things. Um, I do miss life on the road, I got to say. I'm a traveling um, adult trainer, so I travel to different hospitals all around the nation and train them on various types of devices and products. Of course, right now, that's not happening. We're all doing things remotely. But in the meantime, we're kind of, you know, building up our company a little bit, which is pretty good. I do have to say, though, this movie did take me back to the little bit of beginning of the school. So did you ever have one of those movies back when you were a kid that you never really saw and you never wanted to see because you knew it would scare the hell out of you or you thought it would scare the hell out of you? There definitely were those movies. Like, I think Halloween Resurrection was one of those when I was younger. But I saw it very soon after it came out. I just didn't want to go see it in theaters. 
I bring this up because this was one of those movies for me as a kid. I never saw this movie as a kid. I saw it fairly recently, a few weeks ago. Um, the Faculty, once again, 1998's The Faculty, directed by Robert Rodriguez, actually. Mr. Desperado. Yeah, dude, I love Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, he's he good. one of the Predator movies. He did, and he also did, and he did Spy Kids. Dude, I know. <laughs> the first one was, like, I think a solid movie. yeah. Three and game over, or was three D game over? I can't remember. Three uh, D was three. That was game over. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh-huh. Remember that? It, you know, also had Elijah Wood. That's right. And this movie has Elijah Wood too. Oh my god. Yeah. So we'll delve into that later on. But anyway, this was one of those movies that kind of scared the hell out of me, along with Twister, um, which. For the record, I just want to put this out there. So I grew up in the Midwest. There were a lot of tornado alerts and warnings and alarms all over the place when I was growing up. I had to go to my basement many, many times. Thankfully, nothing ever happened to me. But I do remember one time in second grade, I had a friend. His name was Justin. And he wanted to go see Flipper with me. And I'm like, hey, Flipper, that's the movie about the dolphin. That sounds cool. That sounds fun. I'll go ahead, I'll see that with you. So second grade Dan and second grade Justin went to the movie theater with his parents and we went on in and we sat down and it was not Flipper. It was Twister. And I was definitely scared of tornadoes after that for the longest time. I I know of Flipper and I, I've probably seen it, but I think it's much like Free, Free Willy where like I have no idea what the fuck it's about. Uh, isn't Elijah Wood in Flipper 2? What? There's, there's a Flipper 2? No, like, in Flipper, as in, she's, he's in this movie. Yeah, Fli- uh, Elijah Wood is in Flipper. Oh is my he God. the main character of Flipper? He is, is the Flipper? main character in Flipper. Is he the dolphin? He is not the dolphin. God damn it. That's, that's really depressing, actually. Elijah, Elijah, Elijah's gonna be the, uh... The, the, the thread that connects all of this together. We're gonna go full... Pepe Silva on this shit right here and find out where all the degrees of Elijah Wood are with all these movies we're talking about today. He's actually been doing a bunch of horror movies lately, I think. Um, I forget what was it, Weirdo or something? He, he, was in, um, he was in a remake recently. I think maybe a series of uh, remakes. Let's uh, see what he's Oh, his his filmography has its own Wikipedia page. Color Out of Space. Oh, he's in that? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel isn't real. Come to Daddy. Mandy. Yeah, he just seems... He's in Mandy. Uh, He produced it. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it seems like he... um, After Lord of the Rings, he kind of got that uh, Daniel Radcliffe money, and he was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do movies that interest me, that I like, and I'm going to go ahead and do whatever I want to do, which is pretty cool. Dude, he's Pretty a maniac. Cool. That's that's what it was. That was the that was the maniac. Ah, gotcha. That was that was the movie. Wait, was he? Wait. Eternal Affairs. He's Back to the Future Part Two. He's Video Game Boy. Yeah, I knew about Back to the Future Part Two. He's one of the little kids in the uh, opening scene in the future where Marty McFly steals the skateboard and all that. Oh, dude, he's in North. Do you remember North? Or is that yes. Only my family saw it. Okay, thank God. That was the one that Roger Ebert said. I hated this film. Hated, 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 hated it, and it's. It's a terrible movie. Oh, I need to see this movie again, actually. Now that I remember this movie exists, I need to watch it again. Yeah. Anyway, 
Faculty. So I wanted to kind of break into that real quick in terms of this is a movie I saw a lot of commercials for and I saw a lot of posters for. And I would have been in middle school at the time, I want to say, 98. No, I would have been in elementary school. Um, yeah, because I was in middle school in 2001, was sixth grade. Yeah, so I would have been elementary school, and I saw this a lot, and it always just scared the hell out of me. It's just like, oh, God, this is horror movie set in a school. Aliens are invading. I'm never going to see this movie. And I finally saw it for the first time last week, and overall impressions, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I was actually so surprised when you said you hadn't, when you, when you were like, oh man, this is like, you know, first, this is so cool. And I was like, wow, this is your first time seeing this movie? I know, I know. It's a very 90s movie, and that's oh, one of the things, 90s. that's one of the things I really like about that. So, um, yeah, premise is, it's basically a invasion of the body snatchers slash the thing. Like, it takes so much inspiration from the thing. I love that's about it. But it's um, Robert Rodriguez directed it. So once again, that is the Spy Kids, Desperado, Aaron Mariachi, uh, all of that stuff right there. And the cast is the most 90s thing ever. So let's see what we got. We got Elijah Wood. We got Josh Hartnett, Heartthrob. We got Jordana Brewster, who is, you know, one of the characters in the Fast and Furious movies later on. Uh, Laura Harris is in there. Robert Patrick, Mr. T-1000 himself is oh, yeah. in there. Uh, Femke Jansen, um, Zena Optrop from Goldeneye, she's in there as well. Samuel Hayek. And then, in the most crazy role ever, Daily Show John Stewart himself is in this movie. It's great. He's amazing. It's It's so... This cast is so good. Yeah. So the premise of this movie, if you haven't seen it before, um, is a bunch of teenagers in a 90s high school. And it's not just your typical, you know, 90s high school. It's know what Hollywood thinks a high school is like, where they slowly find out that their teachers are being taken over by these um, extraterrestrial aliens. And they slowly fight back between them. Um, like I said before, it takes a lot of inspiration from Invasion of the Body Snatchers, takes a lot of inspiration for from The Thing, which is something that shocked me. I didn't realize that was happening. And uh, it is wonderful. So, ready to dive into it? Yeah. Okay, sounds good. So, we get our opening scene, who, which is uh, set to The Offsprings. Uh, shit, which one of this? The Kids Aren't All Right. There you go. Which is a wonderful 90s theme right there. And uh, we see our football scene right there. And we have Patrick, uh, duh, 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 what's his name? Robert Patrick as mm -hmm. the coach, Mr. T-1000 himself. Now, this is a crazy thing. So if I, you look at the trivia for the faculty, there are so, so, so many little bits of trivia here and there. One of which, John Stewart plays Professor Edward Furlong in this movie. Actor Edward Furlong played John Connor in Terminator 2 Judgment Day, chased by the T-1000 Terminator, played by Robert Patrick, who, is, who ah. plays Coach Coda Willis in this movie. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. So we start yeah, off... I never knew this then. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, this... I name sounded really familiar, and I was like, I, was like, I know the name Furlong from somewhere, but it uh -huh. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, the uh, the trivia on IMDb for this is massive. Uh, I, I, I fully expected either Elijah Wood or Robert Rodriguez added a few stuff on their own anyway. Another crazy thing as well, um, so apparently Elijah Wood, and let me find it real quick so I say it right, 
Uh, it was on the set of this film that Harry J. Knowles first got wind of Peter Jackson making The Lord of the Rings into the movie, and he was the one that urged Elijah Wood to go audition for it, even though that the actor Elijah Wood had never read the book before. So if Elijah Wood had never starred in The Faculty, he never most likely would have gotten uh, casted in Lord of the Rings. Huh. Yeah. Look yeah. at that. Look yeah. Such a thing. I know. So we start off... What's up? Uh, I was just looking at the cover for this movie, and I did not notice. Like, dude, Usher is like shoved right in your face in the, in this uh, in the in the poster for this film. Usher. 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 Yeah, and like he's barely in the movie. I don't see him. Maybe uh, I'm looking not, at a different not, poster. Not, not the new trailer that came. Not that not the new one that has Josh Hartnett in the center. Uh-huh. The original the original poster uh, has Usher. Like it has Josh Hartnett in the very front, and then. Uh, 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 Usher's to the left, I see it now. In the middle, yeah, Usher's just like, <laughs> he, as if he's a character in this movie. No, he's barely a character. Anyway, so we start off with the opening scene, Offspring is blaring in the background, we see a whole bunch of football players going back and forth, running, and then we see our coach, and then coach is a jackass. And, you know, the, the, the actor, once again, he played the T-1000, he's wonderful. Um, once he gets pissed off, though, he actually takes the bench and just, like, slams it into the track all over the place. <laughs> It's so over the top and crazy, and it's wonderful. It's absolutely. He gets like, he gets like pissed at the sprinklers start uh, <laughs> start going off. Like, yep. So good. Anyway, and then he looks right behind him, and uh, something is coming up. We don't quite see what it is, but we do have see him looking at it and so going what? And then it cuts off. So he is our first casualty of whatever these aliens are now. I am a little bit confused about this because, well, no, I'm not, actually. So, originally, you know what, we'll get to it later. Never mind. Did, did, were you wondering who it was that got to him? Yes. Yes. Uh, I, th- I think I think it's the queen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I just realized that as we were talking. Anyway. You scrub. Okay. I am a scrub. Anyway, continue. So, after we get to that, we go to the teacher's lounge. What happens there, Andrew? All right. And, like, actually, I kind of love this because I feel like this was, like, honestly, probably, like, a pretty accurate portrayal of... Um, kind of like faculty meetings and budget meetings. Um, so basically, we just we have a faculty meeting. Um, they're in this kind of you know small room with like a water cooler. Essentially, that's all they really got in it. Um, they're talking, and it's like the theater teacher, the history teacher, um, and the principal and the librarian. And they're talking about budgets. And basically, uh, the principal is saying we don't have budget for this, don't have budget for that. Um, and I think it, like, it's honestly like it's it's kind of played for laughs, but like it's also very honest. Where they basically say like. Hey, like our, you know, we're our budget goes towards what the parents care about. The parents care about football, like, football. Um, and like it's it's stereotypical, but I think it's also a very true thing. I think that um, oh yeah, like I think like football teams and stuff do get kind of like not not I'm not gonna say like there's that like you know star pass of like oh you get all A's or whatever, but like there is the what makes the school money, what draws like you know it's, a school to a degree is a business, and you know. They mm-hmm. have to, yeah, the principal says something like, you know, do you see how many crowds this football team draws? And this movie is set in Ohio, but it was filmed in Texas. And yeah, I mean, that's how it is. My both of us have been in the public education system for quite some time now. And it's, yeah, yeah, that's how it is. So, it, it, I mean, it's very much played for cliche, but those cliches come from somewhere. Like, they're not unfounded. Well, I like it too, because like, they originally start the principal as like a hard ass turning everybody down, and she's like, sorry guys, my frustrated hands are tied. And it's yeah. like, okay, yeah. So it's like, she's saying like, yeah, this is the hard line I have to draw, but it's not like I'm not, you know, trying to be that person, yeah. which I think... She know, hears them. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of principals sympathize with that during this COVID outbreak. I'm sure a lot of principals are fucking pissed. Uh-huh. Or, you know, doing what they have to do. Um, yeah. But anyway, so um, the teachers all decide are all leaving after this meeting. Um, the principal realizes she forgot her keys, so she goes back inside. Um, and while she's in there, uh, Coach Willis, our T9000, uh-huh. uh, or T1000, sorry, uh, appears behind her. And he has this, like, I, I, he has this, like, such like, a creepy little look. And like, I feel like this when he plays his Terminator face. Because he's not the angry kind of guy that he was earlier. Um, he's very stiff, and he's just... Comments on how pretty she looks, mm-hmm. um, and she like thinks he's coming on to her, so she's like, "Yo, back off! Like, you need to leave." And so he asks for a pencil, <laughs> and I love that he's just like, "Hey, it's you know ten o'clock at night, but uh, I need a pencil. I need a pencil." <laughs> and I really, I really like how the principal Drake um, really stands her ground. She's oh yeah, like, I need to stay. I need to sleep. I need, think you need to sleep it off, Coach. And she's a badass throughout the entire movie, and she oh, plays she it really well. We get the impression that she may have dealt this in the past. Maybe he's like, yeah. you know, being a drunken asshole. Uh-huh. Um, but so she gives him the pencil, and he immediately stabs it into her hand. Which, oh god, like way, like like way, like open up with like a, ooh, uh-huh. a creepy fucking thing. So uh, the actress that plays the principal is Baby Newrith, um, and she actually played Morticia Adams on one of the Broadway shows of uh, the Adams Family. I hundred percent see it. Yeah, I'm yeah, curious to see what she says on that one. Not or she don't. Yeah. Uh, yep. Anyway, continue. Yeah, uh, so he, he does that. Um, she kind of reads this into a chase. She runs around the school. Um, and she finally ends up, like, she finds out, like, the doors are locked originally, but she ends up finding a key and um, finding the uh, the music teacher, the theater teacher, outside trying to help her get out. She's like, here, come on, come out this way. Mm-hmm. She sneaks out, closes the door, locks behind her, um, and... Mr. T-1000 comes in and is like, oh, I can't get through. Uh, but as she turns around, as she thinks she's safe, the uh, theater teacher pulls, uh, picks up a pair of scissors that the principal needs to defend herself and Steps slashes her, like, her. relentlessly. Like, it's yeah. like... And then the theater teacher, the theater slash armor teacher, I mean, she's this frail old lady, so she's like, oh, no, run, please. And it's it's wonderful. It's, it's a really well-done opening scene. The tension's great. Um, the lighting is fantastic. There is a scene where the T-1000, we're just going to keep calling him that, Mr. Coach T-1000, uh, Coach Terminator. Coach Terminator is in the hallway just kind of standing and staring at her, and it's, mm. the cinematography is really good. I really liked it. Well, actually, this kind of made me wonder, I was like, I hadn't thought this before, but part of me wondered, like, we don't really hear a lot, like, I guess we do hear some emotion later from the people, but at first, like, with the coach and stuff, we kind of get, like, this very, like, passive kind of happy tone from the people from the from the infected mm-hmm. um and when the when the principal says i've always or when the theater teacher says i always wanted to do that after she stabs her mm-hmm. um well first off again you know not understanding the pledge of principal um second i was like was she turned yet <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe she was just a dick <laughs> well like, i was thinking i was just like like, because none, none of the, like, like, you know, the other, other like, people, like, you know, carry out their stabbing and whatnot, and they're attacking later in the film, but none of them, none of them seem to enjoy it. But when she mm-hmm. says, I've always meant to do that, I was just like, are, are you, did you just stab this teacher? Because you're like, well, he's doing it. I guess I'm not going to do it. Here's my chance to kill this bitch. It's peer pressure. Just like, all right, well, if the coach snapped, I guess I got to snap, too. Like, like we don't we don't see other people really like relishing it like like we do towards the end of the movie, like when shit goes against them but like dad you dad you killed zombie Flanders he was a zombie <laughs> <laughs> I, I toss the Simpsons in there 
Uh, yeah, no, I completely uh, understand. Like everything else has been very professional and calculated, and it's just like. Rah, 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 rah. But yeah, See, I like to think that she did the entire movie. She's just pretending. <laughs> she's such a good actress that she's pretending to be infected. <laughs> Imagine how that would go. Like the coach comes on over and is like, "Oh, it's time to infect you." No, I'm cool. I'm already infected, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> <sighs> yep. So, what happens next? So, uh, we get our montage where we introduce all of our main characters. It's a slow pan to the outside of the high school, and we get to see all the cliques and all of the different characters. And this movie tosses a ton of characters at you all at once. Thankfully, it meets us halfway, where every single time a character is introduced as a freeze frame, and then their name pops up on the screen like this chiller skateboard font. (laughs) So we know exactly who they are and what's going on. Uh, so we have Jordana Brewster as Delilah. Delilah is the head cheerleader. She is talking to her clique of other cheerleaders where they're coordinating their outfits and coordinating their makeup to make sure that the prettiest, prettiest girls at the school. So we get her. We also get Zeke, who is played by heartthrob Josh Harnett. And he is the resident drug pusher of the school. He contains these little capsules of pens where the inside is filled with a whole bunch of these homemade drugs that he's created together. We kind of get the sense that he's a underachiever. He's really smart. He just doesn't really apply himself. Mm. Uh, let's see what else we got. We got Elijah Wood as Casey Connor. Elijah is the resident uh, bitch of the school, I guess you could say. A slash, he gets bullied a ton. Um, (laughs) The opening scene, this poor kid, he actually gets picked up and slammed into the flagpole by his nuts. Oh my god, that... And it's just like... Yeah, and it's just, I mean, when that happens, I'm just like, is this really how Hollywood thinks of high schoolers? Yes, okay, sounds good. Well, it, it's weird, too, because I feel like Casey doesn't get picked on very much in this movie, aside from, like... That one scene, scene, yeah. He gets, uh-huh. like, pushed around, everyone bumps into him, everyone knocks into him, and after that, everyone's pretty chill with him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're kind of like, okay, this guy's kind of creepy, or, you know, this guy's kind of a loser, but they don't really physically pick on him at all. They just kind of, like, ignore him the rest of the movie until yeah. shit hits the fan. Uh, so we got him. We got Stokely Stokes Mitchell, played by Clea Duvall, uh, who is the resident alternative girl. Um, she is kind of disgusted at everything. She's the, uh, oh god, who was that Breakfast Club character? Shit. Oh, Shit. Okay. Shit. Uh, fuck. Uh, you know who I'm talking about, the brunette. Yeah. Yeah, um, she's, her. she's the yeah, girl with Fruit Loops and Pixie Sticks on her uh, sandwich. Exactly, and she doesn't have any friends because she doesn't need any friends. No. And then we've also got um, Delilah's boyfriend, who is Sam. Stan. Stan the man. Stan the man's the head quarterback of the team, and he's so popular. He's the Michael J. Fox of this movie. And then finally, we get our southern sweetheart, Laura Harris as Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson. And she never, ever says her name is Mary. She never says her name is Beth. She just says, oh, yeah, I'm Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson. And she's from, she's from the South. Where, where is, is she from Alabama? I can't remember. She's from the South. Oh, I, I, think, cause I feel like every time she introduces herself, she says it all at once. She's like, Mary Beth, blah, 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 from blah, blah, blah. And she's like, wow. And then everyone's know. just like, we don't care. <laughs> yeah, nobody gives a shit. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Get introduced to all them out outside. Um, and yeah, we, we I, I, I do love it. Um, so one of the times we see, we see uh, 
we meet Zeke. He is selling uh, um, fake IDs in the bathroom. And yes. The guy he's selling to is the guy from that 70s show. Uh, <laughs> the, what, what's his name? The, the one with the glasses. Eric, right? No? no not Eric. Uh, not Eric. Uh, Hyde? Hyde. Hyde, Hyde yes. Uh-huh. Hyde from that 70s show. It's like, <laughs> he looks so he young. It's so wonderful. It's, it's, it's so 90s. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, these are basically our central characters. So once again, we have Elijah Wood as the bully. No, not that. That doesn't work. The, the guy who gets beat up a lot. Josh Hartnett as the drug pusher uh, Zeke. Uh, we've got Stokes, the alternative girl. We've got Delilah, the head cheerleader. We've got Mary Beth, the virginal southern girl. And then we also have Stan, who is the star quarterback. And that's basically, you know, all the hard star high school stereotypes built into one. The only thing, no, uh, the only thing that they're really missing is that Casey really isn't like explained to be like a super uber nerd or anything like that. He just gets beat up a lot. That's really his only character. No, no, right? he's a nerd. Remember him and him and Stokely have their whole conversation about sci-fi. Actually, Stokely does more sci-fi than he does. Yeah, um, but he, but him and um, Delilah at one point start joking around about like, kind of nerdy stuff. Really. I don't remember that saying. We'll have to okay, get to that later. Like we talk about later, but I'm, I'm pretty sure a, a huge part of this of this story is about living up to those stereotypes. Yeah. About, about these characters inhabiting these stereotypes and like I think this is actually it's a very good movie. I think in terms of the conflicting pull between assimilation, being yourself, and then being the person that society perceives you to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we, we see that immediately in the beginning with Zeke, or not with Zeke, with Stan, um, who is the star quarterback who doesn't want to be, who wants to be smart, who wants to be. Um, yeah you know what fuck it let's get to that one right there so yeah um later on in the one of the opening scenes uh stan talks to delilah head cheerleader and goes hey so uh i don't think i want to be the star quarterback anymore i think i want to get into college and there's this great line he says something like something about his d yeah yeah so um so he's talking so well this that 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 conversation happens later with uh, stokely but we can uh, like basically he tells delilah he's like He's like, Delilah, I don't want to be this anymore. And she's like, you're too stupid. He's like, he's like, he's like yeah, but like, you know, I want to get to college using my own own brains. Um, you know, he's like, I want to, my own effort. She's like, well, effort, that's like a big word. So like right <laughs> off the bat, his girlfriend, the head cheerleader, is pushing Total thick. And, and, like, and, she, and she constantly talks about the trope. She constantly says like, you're the, uh, um, the, the head quarterback, I'm the head cheerleader, we have to date, it'll be really awkward if you aren't doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, and... In doing some background research for this movie, I found out that the script wasn't really signed and produced um, until Scream was a success. And I can definitely see it. I can see a lot of inspiration from Scream right here because they do have the stereotypes, they do have the cliches, but they move around with it. They change it a little bit. And they're very, very self-aware of what they're doing. And I appreciate that. Well, like, and, and we can, actually we'll talk about the conversation later about the Sanhats, but um, yeah, no, I completely agree. I think it's, I, I don't think it does that better um, because I don't think they always have to point it out. I think a lot of the characters, like, they, they point it out, but they do in, like, a way that attributes well to the story uh, without being, like, in your face. I think Scream shoves the tropes in your face as a way of pushing the story forward, while this one, it's more of a, the situation we're dealing with actually brings these tropes up, which we talked mm-hmm. about, I think, towards the end. Um, but uh, I, I actually, I love the, like, the characters development in the story. Um, yeah. But, yeah, anyway. Um, so, where are we now? Oh, um, so we just got Future that scene. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it, it is funny, because um, after that scene, Stan, Stan goes to his class. Um, and at this point, um, we only really know about this, that one little attack that's gone on with the teachers. Um, we see kind of a lot of teachers, uh, or the gym teacher and the theater teacher, kind of gathering around the water hole in the... Uh, the water hole? You mean the water cooler? The no, water hole. hole in the ground. They keep water out. Of it. <laughs> they they like, actually put like the bucket in there, and 
you don't understand. People don't understand how, how much money teachers don't get. All right. <laughs> okay, they dig a hole and they build the school around it because that's where the water naturally comes from. That's, that's how we water our teachers. So that's where it comes from. Okay. God. <laughs> like an oil well. He's got to find the water spigot. Yep. Um, so yeah. we're introduced to a few more characters in the teachers' lounge. So we we know our students at this point. And now we get to know the teachers, and there's a lot of teachers in here. So we have the principal, who we talked about before, uh, who has been completely assimilated at this point. She's kind of a hard ass. Uh, we also have the secretary, Miss Olson. That's her name, right? Yes. Yes, and she is this older Karen type lady. Her first name is literally her character's first name is literally Karen, mm-hmm. um, and that's about you know it's kind of got this umbrage personality to her without being so vindictive. Yeah. Um, we also have Mr. John Stewart, who is one of the science professors, uh, in one of his only acting roles, I believe. I don't think yeah, he's not too much. Yeah. And then additionally as well, he ha- um, we have the school nurse, who is played by uh, Samuel Hayek, um, who is just constantly sick. That's one thing we're doing. Samuel Hayek? How do you actually pronounce it? Isn't it Selma? Selma? Selma. Selma, yes. Selma yeah, Hayek. That's yeah, right. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry, Selma. Anyway. Right. Uh, so we got all that, and let's see. What are the other characters I'm missing? Well, there's a history teacher, but we don't meet him until we get to the classroom, but... Uh-huh. He's like this big balding guy. Yeah, and then we also got the, uh... The other teacher, as well. The literature teacher, Femke Jensen, plays her. Yeah. Who? Oh, the English teacher? Yeah, the English teacher. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I find it interesting because, like, so this is where you start to see the characters kind of try to be, uh, try to break out of their norms or show that they are more than their, than their uh, perceived stereotype. Because, like, uh-huh. Stan goes to class, um, and he's he's sitting there, and he's trying to, like, pay attention, and the history teacher comes in, and it's like, and I, I couldn't quite tell at first if this was apathy or if this was him being con- converted. I think this was just apathy because he's sitting there and he's drinking, I think he's drinking coffee at first, he's drinking water, and he's just, like, reading this thing about how, like, only through the conformity of the masses shall society continue. And which is, at first I thought, like, so is he an alien? And he's preaching the alien thing? Um, but I think he was just not caring because then Stan is like, uh, sir, I think we're on the wrong page. Uh, we actually read that last week. And he's like, oh, fine, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> um, and then we also get introduced to um, our, uh, what's his name? Our English teacher who. Um, is talking about something about English camera, what, what it is, um, about, I think, Moby Dick or something like that. Yeah. He's asking people to participate, and Zeke raises his hand and just, like, lets out this huge, like, educated spiel about, like, uh, hubris and, like, man's desire and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very, like, academic language, and just kind of stops the classroom dead in its tracks with his genius as mm-hmm. he, you know, breaks out of his uh, druggy seller mode to... Uh, yeah. Sure, he's actually an academic. Yeah, no, he's actually a really, really smart guy. He just uh, decides he likes he likes to get paid. He likes to get the cash from the homemade drugs in the pens he makes. And it's easier to stay back in high school and sell the drugs than it is to come onto premises. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, doesn't he say something like, you know, he's been held back a few years? Yeah, he's been, he's been held back, and like, they somewhat imply that it's partly like out of choice. Um, his uh, his victory lap. Yeah, and his <laughs> and his uh, he does have some like weird relationship with the teacher. Like, him, him and his English teacher definitely have, like, a thing, and it's really Oh, awkward. God, yeah. It is very, very awkward. Like, there is hardcore eye-fucking going on in most of their scenes together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 
so that's that. We get our scene once again where we talk about where um, Sean and uh, Delilah are having their arguments about, hey, I don't want to be a quarterback anymore. I want to, you know, actually get to college on my own merits rather than the fact that I'm really, really good at football. So once again, he's kind of breaking the trend right there. We also get a few shots of some of the teachers drinking water, and that comes into play later on because the alien parasite that overtook them are really, really into drinking water. Yep. It's how they survive. They're, they're an aquatic species, and that's one of the reasons why they overtook humans is because we're made up of mostly water. So that's something going on right there. Mm. So then we cut to lunch, and Miri Beth um, talks to Stokes, just kind of sits on down, and in her southern twain, she says, Hey, I'm new here. I'm Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson. How you doing? I see that you don't have many friends. Well, we can go ahead and do that. And we can be friends if you want. And Stokely is like, No, I don't want to. And they start talking science fiction for a little bit, too. Mary Beth says, Hey, what you reading? You reading science fiction? You believe in alternate universes, aliens, that sort of thing like that? Um, and then Delilah comes on over. And Delilah at this point in the movie is just a massive bitch. Yeah. She is, like, comically so. Yeah, and again, like, and I feel like that, that's like I feel like it's put on. I feel, I feel like it is performative. It is like because I, I feel like she's I feel like she's doing it in front of Mary Beth. She's like, oh, new girl, this girl. Let me like show you this. Like, let me like show you the right way by showing you like how to treat this person in order to be successful in the school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she's basically. Yeah, it, it's kind of like she sees Mary Beth, she sees she does not have a reputation yet, she's obviously a very attractive girl, she might be grooming her for like the cheerleader squad, or at the very, very least to become one of the more popular girls. She's like, no, I don't want you to, you know, associate yourself with Stokes. Yeah. And, she, and then once again, yeah, go ahead. And you go. Uh, once again, very, very 90s, Delilah just goes, yeah, so Stokes, uh, she's a lesbian. You don't want to be associated with a lesbian, don't you? Very 90s. Yeah, very, very, very exactly. Yeah, it's such a, such a uh-huh. 90s insult. Um, yeah. But I, at the same time, like, I, I I can't remember what I what Mary Beth says back, but I feel like she says, she has like a very good she says, to that. Yeah, she says, I've never really met a gay person before. And, and she seems like she's genuinely interested in being her friend and learning more about her. Not in a test subject sort of way, but Mary Beth is just slowly realizing, hey, I've never really had a gay person, a friend before. I've never really met anyone. This is something I'd like to learn more about. This is something that I'd like to you know, open my mind up to more. So, yeah, it is fairly progressive for 1998, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like, and, I, and I feel like it's not—it's not like something she like really like. I don't know they don't like, they don't shove it in your face. Like you know, I'm not being uh-huh. true, but they don't like shove it in your face as a thing. It's like a very like, yeah, like oh, your person cool. Which I, I don't, I, I, I'm not to say that that was like revolutionary, but I feel like at the '90s that wasn't always super like done in film. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, joke, no, it wasn't still a thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, the other thing, too, I found this out on IMDb Trivia. So, Clea Duvall, who plays Stokes, um, she is actually homosexual in real life. Mm. So, she is a homosexual playing a heterosexual who's pretending to be a homosexual. But she's not pretending to be homosexual. She's, she's being called one. No. Later on in the movie, she says that she pretends to be so people don't be her friend. No, no she, 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 like, she, she puts on her, uh, what's her name, accuses her of that act. Um, Mary Beth accuses her of putting up this this wall so that she doesn't people won't try to be her friend. Yeah, and then one of the reasons why is when people call her homosexual, when people call her gay, or you know say a lot more curse words towards her, she 
says, yeah, I don't really do anything with that. I don't really refute it because, you know, honestly, it's a good barrier. It's a good wall to put up between that because then people don't hang out with me as much, which is the way I like it. Oh, okay. Because she's the loner. She's the loner. That's true. She's speaking the loner. Speaking of... Yeah. So speaking of loners, we have Elijah Woods on the benches eating his lunch. Or not, on the bleachers eating his lunch. And he's so alone. And they never really say why he's so alone, so picked on all the time. He just kind of is. I mean, he's Elijah Wood. He's, you know, not a bad-looking guy. He might be really socially awkward. I don't know what really it is. Short. Yeah. But then the coach, Mr. Coach Terminator, comes on out onto the football field and says, oh, hey, Elijah Wood, you're a pretty fast runner. You want to be part of the football team with me? Yeah. <laughs> Well, and this is also where Elijah finds, um, right before the, the principal comes, he finds something on the ground. He finds, like, a, a weird, like, almost carrot-looking thing on the ground. He picks up. It's this hard little shelly thing. Um, uh-huh. And then he comes up, and he's like, oh. He's like, I see you running around sometimes. Why don't you try for the team? And he's like, I don't believe in running, but you're being chased. And he's like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that was a good line. I like that, too. Well, I like it, too. Like, I don't know. I, I know the coach is evil now, but I like, I like the way the coach reacts people when, when he's evil. <laughs> I like, he, yep. he's like a nice guy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so we keep moving on. Uh, We have Stokes, uh, who kind of sees uh, Secretary Karen go into another teacher's classroom, the older lady's classroom, and says, hey, Miss So-and-so, could I have a word with you? And she says, yeah, absolutely. And it's insinuated that this is the point where it gets taken over, um, where she takes over more and more of the teachers. Mm -hmm. And then we cut on over to the science classroom. Oh, and this is the scene where Mary Beth goes, oh, I didn't know you were a lesbian. I don't think I've ever met one before. Mm -hmm. Have you been out long? And, like, genuinely curious about everything. Yeah. And then she also says, I think it's a very impressive and involved view. And then this is the scene where Stokes says, I'm not really a lesbian. I just put on those airs, and I don't really refute it because I don't want people to be friends with me because I'm a lunar. Yeah. 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 Anyway, we get our first look at the alien at this point. Um, and I forget exactly, doesn't... Oh, yeah, 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 Elijah Wood does find it in the football field, and he brings it into the science classroom. Yeah. And John Stewart, the science teacher, takes a look at it through a microphone and says, ooh, this might be a new species. The microphone? You know, through the microscope. <laughs> um, and then he lets it do stand-up comedy. It's a very weird scene where the alien does a little bit of stand-up comedy. I thought it was a very out of place, but that's when the microphone comes into play. Wait, it, you heard what I said. Is that how Colbert got on The Daily Show? Uh, yep so he looks through the microscope and (laughs) says we might have to send this to the university because it's a brand new species that you discovered elijah wood and elijah wood goes oh cool sounds awesome uh usher gets knocked into by stokes um after he makes this dumb quip and splashes water on this alien and the alien starts to move and shrivel up, and that's when they get the idea, ooh, this might be an aquatic species. So they put him in the fish tank. An empty fish tank. And the alien kind of... Empty fish tank. Yes. Yeah, I guess. Why is the fish tank empty empty fish fish tank? Because... Wouldn't it have been cool to see it eat a fish or something? Come on, put a, put a fish in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, why, why, why could we have a fish when we could have a little piece of John Stewart's finger? Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so we get some great 90s CGI where we see the alien floating around the tank. And actually, I, I love the design of the little alien. 
Like, so yeah. it's in there, little red tentacles come out. But, like, it's... Oh, the tentacles are great. It's, like, these slow, tiny little tentacles. Well, not tiny. They're very, very long, but they're very, very thin tentacles that kind of move all over the place. Which you kind of get, um, which, like, you know, like, you kind of get the idea, like, you know, if it, if it were to get in your brain stem, it has little tentacles, like, play around with your nerves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically somewhat like the Yerks from uh, Animorphs, exactly. except the Yerks kind of, like, the folded. Yeah. And, yeah. But I, I love the way, like, when its mouth opens, like, you see it in the water, and it has these little, uh-huh. like... Uh, I don't know, like, talon thingies that, like, kind of arch over and, like, it, like, they're almost little fingers that kind of go down over its mouth and they pull Uh, out the lips for it to open up. Yeah. It was so cool. It was like, like the lips can't move by themselves. They need the the thing, the finger things to, like, pull them open. I was like, that's a really Uh unique design. I like that. I really like that, too. Yeah. Uh, so we find out two things. One, it can produce asexually because it duplicates itself right in front of their eyes. And then two, as John Stewart sticks his finger into the fish tank, it has teeth and it bites. So it bites off a chunk of John Stewart's finger. Not too bad. Nothing a Band-Aid can't fix. But that's that. But why, and then we're just like... Why does it bite? Because it wants John Stewart's finger to get away from it. Why do these things have teeth? What do they need teeth for? To eat? Wait, I have a lot of questions. To bite? Fuck. All right, at the end. All right. Okay. <laughs> the entire world's been blown up. Like, these don't make no sense. All right. Anyway. Um, yeah, so, so that happens. Um, put in the fish tank. At least his tentacle. Bite his finger. Done. Um, and so, and like, after the scene, I actually cut to another great scene with uh, the T-1000, um, where... Uh, Coach Terminator! Stan finally goes... And again, funny thing about this movie, if you look at the cover, you know how Usher's in there we, I was talking about? Stan is not present mm. on the original cover. <laughs> Huh. Instead of Stan, they put Usher there. And even says, these six students are about to discover their teachers really are from another planet. If you count, there are six of them, but the sixth one is Usher. It's not Stan. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Stan. And great. Stan is basically the closest thing to what main character this film has. Well, no, main, Elijah Wood, I think, is more of a main like, character. But he's definitely the secondary one. Stan's character. I thought he was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, he goes and he's like, hey, man, I'm leaving right now. And, like, it's funny because at first the... the uh, T-1000 is like, oh, you're leaving out the big, um, right, before going, uh, right before a big game? How am I supposed to respond to that? And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry, man. But he's like, you know what, man? Like, I get it. It's human condition. It sounds like you're going through some real stuff with yourself. Like, I get it. And, like, uh-huh. and he's, like, he's like, you know what? You're exploring your human condition. You do what you have to do. Which I love. Because, uh-huh. like, we, we kind of get, you know, we get, we get some infected people in this who kind of are nice-ish, especially as things start out. And uh, at the reveal at the end, we kind of get a little discussion. And, like, I kind of like this idea where, like, the aliens are kind of, like, taking over, but also, like, yeah, you do you, man, like. Uh-huh. It, it, it just seems like they have bigger things to worry about. They're just like, oh, if you're on the football team, if you're off the football team, I really don't care. You know, we're going to eat your brain anyway. Well, well I was like, too, because he's, like, he says, like, um, he's, like, he's, like, he's, like, what, what, do you, what do you think I was going to do, like, yell at you? And he's, like, what, what kind uh-huh. of human would I be? Yeah. I just want a entire movie where the aliens are helping these teenagers through their problems. Like, my girlfriend broke up with me. Oh, don't worry, man. You know, you know, there's plenty of fish in the sea. Speaking of which, you know, once you part into our hive mind, everything's going to be, you know, we're all going to be connected. Wait. Wow, thanks, Coach Terminator. No problem. That's what this movie is, though. Like, this movie's, like... <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I, I think an argument that is made at the end of the movie is almost kind of just based on these characters' life. But anyway... Uh, uh, where are we? All right, so good. Uh, shower scene. 
Shower scene. Are we at the shower scene? Yep. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, we do get a little bit of a locker scene, and we get that um, the quarterback uh, sees Elijah Wood being bullied, and he's just like, hey, man, cut that out. And the bully's like, all right, fine, 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 whatever. And then that's that. What you get is Stan breaking out of his bully, his, like, typical thing. Yeah. I love it, too, because, like, cause, you know, this is the pressure being put upon him. He's leaving the thing. He doesn't even tell his uh-huh. friends. Usher and them are like, we'll see you at the game tonight. He's like, yeah, because he doesn't want a friend to be mad at him. And there's this yeah. great little thing where Frodo's like, Wow, it must be great being you. And Stan's like, you have no idea. Right? <laughs> Which I love, because again, it is... It should... But it's very sarcastic. It's, you know... Yeah, it's like... It's, it's like, it's like again, it's, it's, I think it's like... It's a it's a side comment. It's a stereotypical comment. But it's also like, yeah, like, you know, this football player whose life is great doesn't want the pressures of this, doesn't want this anymore, like... Uh-huh. He's so lucky. He's a star. But he cries, cries, cries when the... In the lonely uh, dark? Uh, lonely dark, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, Stan goes to take a shower, and as he's taking a shower, the old what is she, literature history teacher? I honestly one of the I old teachers. Librarian, honestly, I don't know what the fuck she was. <laughs> you know, librarian makes sense. One of the teachers, one of the staff members who got infected by Karen earlier in the movie, um, comes on into the shower, and her face is like peeling off, like she is just. Ah. And at first, Stan's just like, yo, what the fuck? What you doing in here? This is the boys' locker room, and I'm totally naked. And then she kind of collapses into his arms as she slowly dies and kind of decomposes in front of him. And this is where Stan makes some scream, and Elijah Wood runs on in and sees everything that's going on. And Stan goes, get some help, Elijah Wood. And he's like, no problem, Frodo's on the way. And then Frodo just leaves. That's what they're doing. I kind of love this scene, because again, like, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, think, I think I have a man crush on Stan in this movie. Because he, <laughs> he like, okay, there's this gross ass old lady on you. You're fucking naked. I, I can't remember uh-huh. who she is. I don't think she is. She naked? Uh, yeah. She, okay. So she's like, oh, because she wants the water too. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. And she's turning and she's like, you know, watch out, man. Like shit's going down. Beware. Uh, she's trying to warn him of what's going on. And he, in his mind, crazy naked lady in the bathroom. He's naked, and he fucking comforts this bitch. He like, mm-hmm. he like. She falls into him, and he, like, holds her. He, like, cradles her. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, it's, like I, I would not trust most people to do that. And, like, I, I, I think I'm like, oh, it's, like, a really sweet thing for his character. Like, this woman's, like, in pain and freaking out. And, like, it's a gross uh-huh. But he still, like, comforts her. Um, unfortunately, yeah. her scalp falls off in the process. But, like, there's a moment of, like, tenderness there, which I, I really liked. I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was a great character moment for him. Yeah, yeah, it really, really was. Like, he is genuinely a nice character. He wants to do his own thing. He wants to do how it is. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, so he kind of goes on through there, um, and then he eventually reports this to the main office. And, of course, everyone in the main office is already a alien at this point for the most part. And he talks to Karen, and Karen just goes, oh, she had cancer, and the chemo's really affecting her. So she's been put on leave, you know, because uh, she's not okay right now. So don't worry about her anymore. And then Elisha Wood takes a look out the window, and what does he see, Andrew? I can't remember. What does he see? Oh, he sees Coach Terminator standing in the middle of the football field with sprinklers oh, yeah. running all around him. And he's just standing there, arms crossed, just completely stone-faced. And then Elijah Wood looks at him and starts taking pictures of this guy just standing in the middle of these sprinklers. And it's, it's, it's such a funny shot. Of course, you know, at this point, the aliens, they like water, so they're getting wet in that way. But it's, it's fun. It's fun. And then after that, we cut to uh, another scene of Zeke, and I love it because he's talking uh-huh. to uh, Hyde in them again, and he's selling uh, porn VHSs out of his car. 
And how, part of the reason you know that this is um, post-Scream is one of them is of Nev Campbell, the actor who plays Sidney Prescott from... Ah. <laughs> and I love that. I can't remember who the other person is, who they're talking about, but I definitely say Nev Campbell. I'm like, ah! Uh-huh. Um, I thought that's hilarious. They're, they're selling Nev Campbell porn out of the back of his car. VHS. <laughs> um, uh-huh. And this is when his English teacher comes up, and she is, like, angry at him. because Well, not angry, but she's like, hey, like, you shouldn't sell these drugs here, because, like... I'm not report of the principal, so like you should like you know like stop doing it. I'll, I'll tell the principal and like, uh. um, and he like whips out. All, he's like, she's like, what are you selling anyway? It's like, oh, like laxatives because he has like, laxatives. He has caffeine pills. He has red magnum cherry flavored uh, condoms. He's, condoms. He's got everything. <laughs> he um, uh huh. You know, for the apocalypse and to sell yeah. teenagers. Yeah. You know, yeah. actually, at our school, a kid was making a profit having his parents buy him large packs of um, ramen noodles and then selling them off to kids at a profit. And, like, mm. the school got angry, but, like, I think we need to talk about, like, this kid's genius that he was selling, like, cup ramen for, like, two bucks a piece out of his locker. Mm-hmm. You know, making, like, a profit, partly because he wasn't paying for the originally, but also, like... Dude, Josh Hartnett is, uh, wonderful. He's, he's, he's such a good businessman in this movie. He really is. And what, what, uh-huh. what does he even call it? Like, Wonder Dust? Uh, yeah, something like that. And, like, later on, he talks about the movie, uh, or, you know, he doesn't, he talks, talks about the drugs. Oh, yeah, it's just mostly, it mostly caffeine. He calls it scat. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the name for what you find animal droppings in the wild. Scat. Yes, yes, Great. yes. <laughs> or maybe he's talking about the music stuff. So. I don't know. I don't know. Like, scatting with jazz. <laughs> Wait, is that called scat? Scatman. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, scatman. Scat yeah, yeah. Dude, look up Mr. Scatman. He is the most interesting musician I've ever come across. He actually made that song Scatman in order because to help his stutter. He has a terrible, terrible stutter. Um... So he decided to basically make a song where he did nothing but stuttering. That's awesome. Yeah, he's great. He's wonderful. One of the lyrics in the song goes, that the scat man can do it, so can you. And he's basically like an inspirational piece. Yeah, if you have a stutter, guess what? I was able to make a success, too. Aww. Anyway. Yeah. Like so real life. Yeah. So Josh Hartnett and his teacher totally want to fuck. Oh, yeah. 100%. That's a thing. Um, and we come across next scene with Delilah and Elijah Wood. And uh, Elijah Wood and Delilah sneak into the teacher's lounge. I forgot why they do that. Basically, um, doesn't Elijah say something like... I think, I think it's in response to the teacher fanning. I think they're, they're trying to look around and see what's going on. Uh, yeah. Because they, mm-hmm. hear about, they hear about what happens with the librarian lady. And they're trying to find evidence of it. So they go around and... Yeah. We get another weird scene of, um, of you know, again, Delilah dropping off everyone's trope. And like, you're that Stephen King kid. There's always one of those in these movies. And he... And, he, and I, I like it too because they kind of imply again that she used to be like him. She, they used to be friends. Uh-huh. He's like, you know, like... He's like, you know, you're actually kind of cool. You're not a great A bitch. Um, uh-huh. And then she's just like, are you flirting with me, Elijah? And he's like, no And there's that cute. It's a cute moment. It is. Yeah. So Delilah goes into her answer, uh, inner Nancy Drew when they go around the teacher's lounge kind of looking for any shit going on. Um, they find a flask. And then she's just like, oh, I exposed that teacher's alcoholism last year. No one cares about that. And then they just kind of go back and forth. They're looking for dirt on the teachers a little bit. Um, and then the, all the other churches come on into the teacher's lounge. So they escape into one of the closets, and they're able to look through the slats. And they can see Karen and Coach Terminator drinking a lot of water going back and forth. Uh, at one point, Karen just splashes it right in her face, <laughs> and it's hilarious. Um, and they're talking back and forth, um, you know, completely unguarded. Yeah, you know, the librarian, her, you know, body just couldn't take it because she was so old. So that's what happened right there. Yeah, this planet is covered in, you know, water. But, man, we need more water. That sort of thing. Blah, 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 blah. Where uh, the nurse comes on in. And once again, she's super, super sick. 
and eventually she is attacked by Coach and Karen and is indoctrinated. Yep. I, I, I like so, indoctrinated too. Like it's not like it's not like it, it, it just like fires out of his mouth into her ear like a bloody splash. Uh-huh. It's like yeah, all it's, the blood. God, it was just like Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's not, like just tore through there. Like, uh, you know, I think it's gonna be something from like the Matrix, and like you know, like when the agents infect him, and like you know, that little the little like thing like with uh-huh. his, his belly button. I was I was looking. For yeah. That. Nope. <laughs> yep. Yep. Anyway, uh, so as this happens, you know, obviously our kids in the. Um, Closets are a little bit scared and they're a little bit startled and they back up into one of the walls and then all of a sudden the corpse of the librarian falls on top of them. So obviously they freak the fuck out. Coach comes on over. She's like, ooh, what's going on in here? And then Elijah stabs him with a broom. Yep. And actually, and he was just that, like, that, that scene, they definitely reshot that scene a couple times um, back when they made the trailer because there's definitely like a scene at one point, or maybe my mind just remembers this, of like the coach approaching him and looking like Elijah, Elijah's going to fucking die. I, I feel like there's an alternate takes that scene they use in the trailer. Um, yep. It definitely made that look a lot more harrowing than it was. I remember seeing that being like, oh, that was mm-hmm. bad. Yep. So Elijah and Delilah, Elijah and Delilah, they uh, come on out and they meet up with the principal and she's like, oh, you know, the teachers are attacking other teachers in the lounge. And obviously the principal's infected by an alien at this point. They're like, oh, there's nothing wrong. She's just crazy or something like that. Oh, look, she just came out of the teacher's on. She looks fine to me. They're all good, no problem. And that's when they slowly realize, oh, shit, all of the teachers are infected by whatever the hell this is. Mm-hmm. And they kind of um, slowly flee the school. Um, Elijah goes to the police at this point, and the police do investigate the school, but the alien manages to infect the police as well. And Elijah's parents are just like, oh, our son is crazy. We need to get him into therapy. We need to get him into something else because we don't believe him either because aliens, who do that sounds so crazy. Um, and basically it's a whole big scene at this point where Elijah is talking to his parents. His parents don't believe him. And sit runs on for a good five, ten minutes going back and forth. Hmm. You know, parents just don't understand. Will Smith was right. Yeah. Well, and, the, yeah. and then, like, so after all this, like, nothing really comes from it, but... um. Yeah, we, we did this this scene. I thought, but, but I, I thought was nice and also kind of sad was um, so Shooter McGavin is his dad, um, and he's, he's yes. dropping off at school in the morning, and he has, and he's just like Casey, like you know, he he won't look at his son. He's really embarrassed. And he's like, Casey, come home after school. Your mom's trying to find a doctor. Like, you know, like just come home after that. And so like it, it's a really sad scene because it's like I feel like you know it, it's it's I think they really captured that like you know people don't believe me and like how much it hurts his father not only doesn't believe him but is like, embarrassed by him. Because uh-huh. like, you can tell that, like, because his father's like, you know, I have my son's on honor roll and all this stuff. Like, it's like, it's like a proud family is proud of the person that their son is, even if, even if he, like, you, you could get, you get this idea that his family is very wholesome. His family, like, is very supportive of him, even if he at school he's fucking treated like shit. And so, like, that, mm-hmm. that kind of that loss of that familiar support for him is probably like, you know, probably like, it, I feel like he did, Elijah Wood and Shooter McGavin do a very good job acting this kind of, I think, a uh, tense, like, mini kind of showing scene for a very short like you know movie that mm-hmm. does focus on this I thought they did a really good job yeah 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 and they do alright except for the scene when Shooter McGavin is just like okay so what are we gonna do we're gonna take away his music we're gonna take away his stuff and he's like we're gonna take away his porno too and he reaches under the mattress and pulls all sorts of porno mags out which again is great sorry pal Cause, cause it, it, no more flogging the bishop is the exact words 
Because they know him. They know they know where his porn is. So they don't care. They leave it there. They're yeah. Like, oh. like I don't know. I love. It. I was just like, man. What, what a great little family dynamic they have going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Elijah would just slowly, he's like, you know what, fuck it, bro, I'm going to sneak out of my house, and I'm going to, you know, if my parents don't believe me, I'm going to do my thing. And he gets this whole badass moment where he tries to sneak off the roof, and then he sees the teachers just on the sidewalk, staring up at his room. But then he falls down, and Shooter McGavin comes on out, and he's just like, the fuck's wrong with you? Oh, yeah, sorry, I was trying to sneak out, but the teachers were out here. Oh, wait, no, they're not here anymore. And the scene that happens, like, there's absolutely no way. So, Elijah Wood falls down in the bushes. The teachers walk on up to him and start grabbing him. They're literally, like, a foot or two away. And then all of a sudden, he stands up. Shooter McGavin's right next to him. And then the teachers are nowhere to be seen. Like, it's... No. <laughs> no movie. I like to think that when we cut away, that we'll be like, woo woo like, like, Zoe Bergen away. And like yep. crawled. Well, it's like it's like it's like in fucking every like Halloween movie where like the teacher like where the people are looking out the window at, at at Michael and he's there and they cut to the person's face and they cut back to Michael uh-huh. not there and you're like yep she never looked away from him she saw him walk away yep yep anyway uh, so we cut back to the next day of school and we see the coach talking to his dad and it's just like ah oh, shit now he's gonna be you know I have a question for you if we like yes the teacher scene dad pulls him inside. The the camera moves over to a silhouette in the um, in the window and standing there alone, solitary. And were they yes. implying that the mother was turned? Um, because she was just standing there. The silhouette was just. I'm standing assuming there. so because every other alien, when they just stand there perfectly, yeah. But then, but then the father's not turned in the morning, or is he turned? Because why wouldn't he? Why they? Why they have turned Elijah at night then? Why wouldn't they have just turned him? Because he's the protagonist, yeah, and he needs some time. I think I no, honestly, I think it's they want to influence people in positions of authority first before they start including anybody else. Mm. But I don't know. All right. Anyway, I don't know. So anyway, yeah, he goes, he goes to school. He's there. Uh huh. Cool. It's great. Um, and it, it it we do this this kind of pan from the things have changed uh, because they kind of go into the teachers' lounge and they show everybody in the teachers' lounge just standing around drinking water. With like an unused mm-hmm. coffee pot in the corner, which never happened at a school. Like coffee pots always fucking on. No, definitely not. And then like there's fifty different gallons of water. There's water bottles all over the place. Mm. It's oh god. And yeah, uh, we get a little drinking montage. And, you know, we, we and, and this also. Um, so we didn't really touch on this before, but when when Delilah and Casey or Elijah Wood ran away, uh, Delilah fucking leaves him. He they're running. He slipped, mm-hmm. and she's fucking gone. <laughs> she does not come back. Um, she books it out of there, um, which is hilarious. And they, we also kind of they, we hear that like uh, the police said we couldn't contact Delilah. Don't know what's going on? Um, nobody's home, uh, and she reappears. Uh, and in her like, what's, what's that movie? Not another teen movie where she like appears like not like, wearing glasses with a ponytail, or showing that she's unattractive now. Yeah. She's like, oh god, the ponytail, the glasses, and the overalls. She's so pissed off about yes. the ponytail. I love it. Like, because this is under incognito, and she's like, "I'm not going to pony- I'm not going to wear my hair for the rest of the year." <laughs> like, like I, you know, I don't get it. I, don't get it. I, I really don't get it. But I've never grown my hair long enough to be in a ponytail. But that is such a cliche, and I don't, I don't get it. Is I don't get cliche? it. I've never heard that before. Is that? Is, is oh it, yeah. Is it ponytail and under? That's what not another teen movie. That's what not another teen movie was spoofing. Well, I, I I know that they were, but like, 
Yeah, well, they're spoofing it because it's such a cliche. It's an actual thing? Yes, it's an actual thing. Like, like, like in real life? Yes. Like people think ponytails aren't attractive? I mean, yes. Wait, what? Why? I know, I don't agree with it, but that is a thing. What? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think what it is is it's just, it's considered the lazy hairstyle you know, if you didn't wash your hair and you just want to put it up for something, that's what—that's my my perception is. You know, I'm, so that's I'm, what's got to be creepy friend in like middle school who told me that he liked it when girls put their hairs in ponytail because you could like touch it and they wouldn't notice. Uh, and, like, like as uh, an adult, I'm like, holy shit, that kid was fucking creepy. Um, but yes. As a kid back then, I was like, what? <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, we get that montage, and then we go back to another classroom scene with Stokes and uh, Stan. This is the best scene. Um, Mary Beth, as uh, they're talking back and forth, she knocks uh, Stokes onto uh, Stan on his lap, and then they get to talking a little bit because Mary Beth knows she's got a crush on Stan. So and this is where we get that great scene that you're talking about, where where she asks him about not playing the game, and this is where he, where he basically Stan kind of reveals his character when he's like. He's like, yeah, so like last year, um, you know, I, I wrote a science paper for Mr. Whatever his name is, um, and I got a D. But then after the game, I got an A, and he told me, like, great job with that arm. And he's like, but, like, I, I worked hard for that D. I deserve that D. I, that mm-hmm. D meant something to me because I worked to get that D. So, yeah, we get a little bit of sparks flying between Stokes and Stan. Uh, you know, Stanley? Stokely? I don't know. Uh, so we get that, and... <laughs> The history professor assigns a uh, assignment to them, and I love this scene. He's just like, so your uh, your assignment is I want you to create a list of everyone in your immediate family, including aunts, uncles, and cousins. And obviously they're generating some sort of list so they can take them on over. And there's one kid in the back raises his hand and goes, oh, is this going to be on the test? And the teacher goes, this is the test. That was Stan. <laughs> <Crunch> your family members. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, that was Dan. Yep. And so great. <laughs> oh, it is ridiculous. Yeah. So we get another one where Mary Beth comes up to Zeke at his locker and um, basically, what does she even, she says, she like says, hey, I heard you sell drugs or something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and he's like, yeah. oh, you want one? And he's like, no, nah, I can't, I'm allergic to aspirin, you'll probably kill me. And he's like, oh, I wouldn't want to do that. And she's like, oh. Yeah. Um, and I can't tell if Josh Dumel or Josh Hartnett is flirting with her or he's just so suave all the oh, no, time no, he, that he's he just, whenever he. He's into her. Yeah, whenever Josh Demol or Josh Hart, not Josh Demol, Josh Hartnett's is Zeke's character. Uh, character, whenever he talks, no matter who he's talking to, it just always seems like he's flirting with them. Oh no, he, he definitely liked her because she she calls him out. Uh-huh. Um, gotcha. But, uh huh. Gotcha. And then we get the scene. So they um, they go outside and um, they start they look around and they start seeing weird shit going on. They see like um, this girl like yelling at her boyfriend who's just like sitting there not moving, like asking why he's not mm-hmm. doing anything, why he's a pussy. Da da da. Um, there's a line outside the nurse's office of students having called on down and it's like this conveyor belt you know kind of yeah we're gonna infect them one by one in this line so they're all waiting in line for their new thing there's also a huge line like outside the water fountain like everyone's just like yeah guzzling down the water um uh-huh. and then the, the, those two kids in that 70s show show up or the one kid in his oh yeah that's right uh, like, hi just there can I buy some more uh, scat and he's like yo here you go and uh-huh. some scat and the guy's like, do you have any more? He's like, uh, yeah. And he sells him some more. He's like, cool, we want all of it. And Zeke kind of like, that's <laughs> kind of fucking weird. Uh, so I'm going to put the rest. He like hides in his pocket. He's like, I'm out, man. Sorry. Uh, you know. Take, take uh-huh. and, he's like, and then they're like, is there more in your car? He's like, you guys need to back the fuck up. Um, <laughs> and then hot teacher comes, or, you know. Uh, and she is yep. no longer, again, must, much like uh, 
like the reverse of Delilah, she took off her glasses and let her hair down. Oh my god, you're right. That is that. <gasps> She's hot now. That is the method, and is wearing a red shirt, which you know. Uh, and she chews him out and is like, uh-huh. you know, like, oh, I guess I see why your fucking parents left you, uh, and like, you know, fucking falling behind all this shit, and like, really like tears him apart. Um, and then she's really aggressive, makes fun of his parents leaving him, and like, you can tell he's kind of taken aback. He's trying to play it cool, but he's like, whoa. He's like, you need, you are fucking on something. You need to back the fuck up. Uh, and she does. Um, basically, yep. she says that if uh, if she catches him selling drugs again, she's going to stick his foot so far up his ass, he'll be tasting it all year. Um, which is What a word stuff. I know, right? And this is yep. in my notes where, can we talk about Zeke's haircut? <laughs> it is the quintessential '90s stoner haircut, like, stoner slash skater. Like, what is it? Like it's like like it looks like like you know like in college when I used to just buzz my hair completely and let it grow out. It looks like that, but then he like took product and like from behind his ears like forced wave like you know the wings you get when your hair flips out, but yep. not natural wings because that happens in the back of your hair. Like I just recently shaved the back of my hair for that because like, like you know I haven't gotten a haircut in like three months now, but. Like, <laughs> His are, like, intentionally, like, from his ear back, it's like they took the bowl cut, the remains of it, and kind of just pulled out to the sides a little bit, but, like, so fucking flat. He looks like such, <laughs> it's like, it's a, it would be, like, a dweeby look in, like, any other movie. Like, it would be, like, the nerd haircut. Yeah. And it, it's so freaking weird. I don't... No, oh, but he pulls it off. I don't think he does, though. Oh, Josh Hartnett, heartthrob? No. He, he, he could wear a paper bag on his head and he would pull you know it off. I don't think he does. Why? None of the posters he has that haircut. <laughs> Flattened down on the sides, but in, uh, uh, in this fucking movie, his hair, I like he takes time to do that, and it's I I don't get it. I don't. It's not a '90s haircut I've ever seen. Like, do the Backstreet Boys have that haircut? Like, look look at no, they just have the frosted tips. Look, look up right now. Look look up a picture of his hair. Like Google the faculty post. I see it. I'm looking at it right now. This very second. And look at a screenshot. Uh-huh. What the fuck is going on with his hair? What is it? <laughs> it's like a quasi bowl cut. It's like, but with a wing. It's, like a, bowl cut that, like, it's a flying bowl cut. Wing, he just pulled the wings up. Like that's what I expect, like Elijah Woods' character to have or something. Yeah. And maybe it's like his parents yeah. don't care about him. So they don't care that he spends the more. Nobody's told him how bad that looks. Yeah. Nobody's like stop that. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Uh, has it. Okay. Right, anyway, back to back. Anyway, back to after that little. So we cut over to the library. Elijah Wood and Stokes are sitting around, and this scene is basically them kind of coming up with a game plan together. They're talking back and forth. Uh, you know, she's the sci-fi geek, so she's geeking out about it, and she's saying, well, you know, if aliens are taking over their school, you know, this is probably where they came from. You know, it might be an invasion of the body snatcher sort of thing. It might be something else. Have you seen that movie? Uh, and, the, the, uh, the book? The, the book they're talking about? Robert Heinlein's um, the, the Puppet Masters? Uh, no, I've read a lot of Robert Heinlein, but I haven't read it's that It's really one. good. It's been a long time, but it's like, I feel like that movie, The Host, or that book, The Host, the Stanley, Stanley, not Stanley, Stephanie Meyer book, tried to rip it off a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's definitely like their parts where he gets taken over. It's It was really good. It's been a long time, but it's it was there's weird cool. origins in it, but it was really good. Good. Good to know. Uh, yeah, so basically at this point, all of the, uh, the team gets together except for Mary Beth and Zeke, and they go back to the science classroom to determine, okay, what's happening to this aquatic creature. Aquatic creature is gone. It's gone, 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 gone. 
Um, and this is the point where a lot of them are kind of like, well, half of them are saying, yeah, I don't believe the aliens are taking over the school. And the other half are just like, yeah, they totally are, guys, come on. And they're going back and forth. We have our little scene right there. And then we cut to Mary Beth and Zeke, who are going into the science supply closet, I guess is the best way to say it. And Zeke does have a very smooth line in this one. Uh, she's just like, are we supposed to be in here? And he says, well, I'm going shopping right now, but if anyone comes on in, just pretend we're making out because the punishment is less severe than stealing. And it's cute. I like I it. Because she's like, she's, like, she's like, so what? You just, you, you just borrow stuff from the science lab? And he's like, I prefer to think of it as stealing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then they do make out a little bit, but then they hear the alien explanation coming out for the next classroom over through an air vent. So they move on over into the other room and then find out, you know, oh god, I've been infected by aliens and he's kind of joking around. But this is when Mr. John Stewart comes on in and he says, yeah, I sent the alien over to the university. Shouldn't you people be in class? And then draws the shades and we realize, oh shit, John Stewart is coming on through and he's going to take us. Um, so there's a big fight scene where the six of them fight off John Stewart and John Stewart is holding his own at this time. But Zeke does an amazing thing. He takes a paper cutter and he actually cuts off John Stewart's fingers. And we get some great 90s CG where the tentacles from the sea creature we saw earlier are kind of extruding from his fingers. And I really, it was creepy. The fingers also I, I, scatter across the floor too. What's I up? That scene. I thought I thought him pulling the the scene because like he because basically Zeke doesn't take it seriously. He's like, all right, yeah. sorry for interrupting you, teacher guy. We'll go. And he pushes him back. And, like, when he gets up, he grabs that. But, like, I feel like Josh Hartnett ripping off the paper cutter is, like, an iconic scene, I feel like. Oh, it's so good. Uh-huh. That, that was amazing. Like, I, I, yeah. that, I feel like more movies need to use that as a thing. Uh-huh. Yep. So they get that, um, and then John, John Stewart is trying to infect the rest of them. There's a big fight scene that's scuffled off. But eventually, Josh Hartnett um, takes his pen full of drugs and then stabs John Stewart in the eye. And we find out that whatever drug it was, um, for whatever reason, we find out later, is the alien's weakness. It actually kills them right off. So John Stewart's eye begins to foam up, and he collapses to the floor, and he is dead. So that is uh, a scene I never thought I'd see John Stewart being killed in a movie, but here we are. Thank you, the faculty. <laughs> I love you, John Stewart. Good. Um, so at this point, everybody is real on board now. They're like, okay, yes, aliens are real. One of us just tried to kill us, so we got to figure out our way. And there's a slow pan through the rest of the school where they're looking around and they're realizing, oh, shit, most of the school's infected already. Damn it. Well, and the thing, too, where, like, they're all infected, but they're also, like, all good. Like, it's a, it's an it's idea, like, you know, they're infected and become the ideal people. Like, all the kids are raising their hands. Everyone's acting orderly. Everyone's, like... Yeah, they're all, no one's a delinquent, so everyone's perfect, yeah. so it's kind of their way of fitting in. Yeah. Yep. So they all go to Zeke's home, and Zeke has a guest house slash garage in the backyard, I guess. Yeah, like, I, I the impression that's where he lives. Yeah, like, it's... Family, that's... family's gone, and he lives there. Is what yeah. Yeah. 
So basically it's this whole big science lab where he uses to make all his drugs back and forth. We find out what the drugs are. He just says it's a shitload of caffeine and that's about it. And we have our scene where they're all talking around, figuring out what do we need to do. This is the scene where Stokes brings it up, says, well, usually in movies like this or books like this, there's some sort of queen. So if we kill the queen, we can go ahead and, you know, everyone else is going to die. Um, and so we kind of have our game plan, but a lot of them are just kind of not so sure about the plan. Yeah. And then we get to our scene from The Thing, where they all begin to suspect that each other are aliens. The drug that Zeke uses is a mixture of caffeine pills and, di- and, um, and uh, constipation pills, so basically they're diuretics. Which I actually looked up in diuretics, the way they work, uh, you know, I was really curious about this because I was like, how would that actually work? So diuretics actually, um, uh, they make your bladder release salt, and why releasing salt releases more water. So, in this thing, they take the idea that that caffeine dehydrates you because it makes you pee more, and take it to mean that it sucks the water out of things, which is not true. And they realize that these things need water to survive, so by making them ingest um, a diuretic then they will dry out the body and thus kill the alien. Anyway, so then, and then, and then like you said, they decide that they need to find the queen, and what they want to do the thing test to see who is actually infected. Uh, yeah, so the thing test. So basically they kind of go on through, and they're just like, oh, what's going on here? Don't know, uh, you know who each other are. And they find out, okay, well, you know what? The drug killed Jon Stewart, so what we can do is we can all take the drug right now. And if we die, then we're the alien. Which, you know, good test. That's how it goes. So there's this very, very tense scene where they're going back and forth, and they're like, no, you take it first. You take it first. Oh, also, Zeke has a gun. Oh, yeah. That's the thing? Yep. (laughs) So they're basically completely distrustful of each other, just like, well, Mary Beth, you arrived here, you know, just yesterday. How do we know you're not the thing? Well, you know, you have always been a dick to everybody. How do we know you're not the alien? Blah, 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 blah. Um... So they eventually sit down and they said, okay, you know what? We're all going to take it. And I believe Elijah Wood takes it first. And it basically just gives him the giggles. He snorts it up his nose and he just starts laughing over and over and over and over and over again all over the place. Um, And of course, you know, at this point, they're tossing the gun at each other and they're holding the gun. Stan holds the gun at Zeke and he's just like, hey, you take the drug. And he's just like, I don't get high on my own supply, man. Well... Get taken anywhere, I'm gonna shoot you. Alright, fine. Now you take it. And he like changes the gun back and forth. I love it. Like, um, after, um, so he has, he has the gun, he gives it to Stan. And, after, and um, when Stan has the gun, Elijah Wood starts, you know, getting high. And he's like, uh-huh. laughing. And, uh, yes. he's like, I'm gonna shoot him. And, uh, uh-huh. and uh, Zeke is like, he's tweaking, man. Just let him tweak. Just let him fucking tweak. <laughs> Yep, it's it's funny. It's funny. So at, at the end of it, uh, let's see, Stokes takes it at this point, and eventually everyone takes it except for Delilah and Mary Beth. And Mary Beth is like, I can't, I'm allergic, it could kill me. And then Delilah, uh, what, doesn't she say something like she's Portuguese? And then that's... Yep. So they basically decide to take it at the same time. Um, and as Delilah snorts it up her nose, then all of a sudden she stands up, and aliens, you can see her swimming around her cheeks. So she's been infected. She says, Stan, I don't know what's happening. So 
is she infected at this point and she's just playing dumb? Or is she genuinely infected and she genuinely doesn't know what's happening to her? Like, the aliens have a control. I have a theory that they may have, like, so here's my question for you. When do you think she was infected? When did she get infected? Yeah, I was thinking that too. I really don't know because in terms of the movie, nothing has shown up just yet. Okay. So, uh, here's my theory. Yes. So I think she just got infected. Um, so, in this scene where Jon Stewart get, attacks them. So, originally, when I watched the movie, actually, this one happened recently. Originally, I used to think it was when she ran off by herself. She got got. Because mm-hmm. they say that they can't locate her, the police can't locate her. She got she got got during that time. Then she comes back with the glasses on, all that stuff, and da 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 da. But in watching what happened in the John Stewart scene, um, at one point, John Stewart's fingers get cut off, and the fingers come mm. alive, thing like, and start crawling. That's all right. One of uh-huh. them crawls up onto her, and that makes sense. It's on her. Oh no! But somebody comes to save her. Mm-hmm. But who comes to save her? Mary Beth. And then. When they're walking through the school, and everybody's looking around and like, what's going on? Look at all this craziness. We get reaction shots. We get reaction shots mm-hmm. from Zeke, from Stan, from Casey, and from Stokely. We don't get them from Mary mm-hmm. Beth or from uh, whatever her name is. Fucking mm-hmm. Delilah. We don't get their reaction shots because what would they be reacting to? So that's why I think she got infected there. So, uh, that's that, and they decide, okay, so here's the plan, we still have a little bit of the drug left, even though Delilah kind of destroyed the lab, but what we're going to do is we are going to find the queen, we are going to give the queen the drug, and then once the queen is dead, then everyone is going to be dead. And, and they assume that the, the, that the queen is the principal. They're like, that makes yes, sense. They're, yeah, they were just like, okay, who's the queen going to be? Well, probably the principal. Yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense, because she's the most authoritative. Um, yeah. So they hang out in the gym, and do they, like, direct the teacher over, or the, 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 the principal just shows up, So, right? um, so Stan and, um, Stan and Soak, we go to scope out the football game. Um, and this football, yes. football game is insane. Like, they are, like, destroying the other team. They are just smashing them to pieces. Mm-hmm. And I think they're implying that they're smashing them, and then they're vomiting into their ear and getting infected. Yes. Um, oh, God, they are, they are, they are murdering these people uh, basically. But basically while they're there checking them out we do get a cut of the theater teacher and the principal they notice them and then the principal follows them back to the gym uh-huh so it wasn't intentional yeah. but she does follow them there gotcha yep so they get into there and they basically take the teacher and then they have those moments where they're just like what what if she's not the alien what if we're just gonna murder an innocent person and they basically tie her up in a volleyball nut and said, okay, you have to take the drug. And she's just like, no, I'm not going to take the drug. And then they're like, okay, so what we're going to do then is we're going to stab it into your eye. Or he shoots you. And um, Seth there. And it's a very, very tense scene where we're not sure what's going to happen. Eventually, Seth just shoots her right in the head. Zeke takes the gun, does it? Oh, yeah, Zeke takes the gun and then shoots her in the head. And she is down on the floor with a big head in her hole in her head. Elijah Wood walks on over, she does stand up, she is an alien, and then Mary Beth comes on over and just dunks the entirety of the drug on her. Mm. And the principal kind of collapses into dust, basically. Which is interesting, because her, her clothes also, like, dissolve. <laughs> Which are like, yeah. clothes aren't made of alien. Also, your body isn't made of alien. <laughs> you have an alien yeah, it, in under your skin. It just turns into, like, dust... Everything, everything decomposes. Like, her body just turned to acid at that moment when the drug hit her. Anyway, 
So they look out, it's storming outside, the game gets canceled, everyone's going home, uh, Stokes and, uh, what's her name, what's his name, oh my god, Stan, Stan make out, they kiss, they're in love now, blah 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 blah, and then Stan decides, I'm gonna go out there, and I'm going to find who the king, or the queen is. They think, we killed the queen, we need to figure out whether or not this actually happened, whether or not this worked. So, yes, they give Stan one one of the vials of scat, and he goes out to go find it. And there is this great scene where after she makes out with Stan and Stan leaves into the rain, uh, Stokes looks over at Zeke and Elijah Wood, and she's just like, what? And they've all got this shitty ingredient on their face, like, oh, you two are going to bang. So we walk on over, and because it's raining, all the football players and Coach Terminator are standing right in the football field, looking up at the sky, being drenched in the rain, and they're just, like, feasting on the water, basically. Um, and then the next scene we get cut to is them back inside the gymnasium, and they're all staring out the window, and then Seth comes back, god damn it, Stan comes back on over and says, open up the door, open up the door, but they're just like, no, we don't know if he's been infected or not. Um, and they basically say, well, it's not me, it wasn't the principal, it was the coach, the coach was the queen. And so then they say, okay, so here's what we're going to do then. We need you to inject the drug to see if you're still good. And so they slide it under the door. Seth takes it up, and then it looks like he's about to snort it, but then slowly pours it onto the floor. Oh, shit, Seth has nice affected at this point. The last vial of scat. No! No more scat. No more scat. No more scat whatsoever. And this is what they have to devise their next master plan. Yeah. So what they decide to do is what? So Zeke realizes that he does still have some scat in his car. Um, so he's like, all right, uh, Zeke and Casey, we're going to go get the scat. So they, they sneak outside uh, while Mary Beth and uh, Stokely hang inside. So they go outside, uh, and they go, and they kind of crawl under a bus, and they see the football team kind of out and about prowling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like... <laughs> They're chased by the football team over the last next five exactly. minutes. Casey's <laughs> like, so why did I have to come out? And he's like... Like, uh, you're the distraction, and he like makes he's like I love it too because Casey's not like he doesn't like push him out or anything. He's like oh, fucking fine, and just like gets up and runs. <laughs> he just like accepts his fate immediately. Like I guess I'm the distraction, and fucking books. Yeah, him. and he ends up seeking shelter within a um, a bus to hide from them. Uh huh. Um, and while he's in that bus, uh, Delilah appears, and she is trying to seduce slash get him to uh, you know come on over to her side. And we actually get this really nice scene, I thought, uh, or not a nice scene, but a telling scene, um, where she implies that, um, or she, she says, like, she's like, oh, man, like, you know, like, I've never felt this good, not since my father died. Which, I, I, again, again it, it's, again, like, humanize her character. Like, uh, she's perfect character, like, the, you know, the perfect uh, cheerleader girl, going to college, uh, head of the newspaper thing, and then you're like, oh, okay, uh-huh. or... Her life isn't perfect. There's some shit going on with her. And, like, that might be what changed her. Like, you know, because they, they imply that him and her used to be friends. Maybe when her father died, that's, like, when shit went weird. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's so lucky she's a star, but she cries, cries, cries when the moon is dark. Is that how the work goes? father died. When her father died in it. Yep. <laughs> that makes sense. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, Elijah Wood uh, and Delilah kind of... It's a broken rhyme. Let me call I don't her. know. My Britney Spears is not up to par. Yeah. <laughs> um, but eventually, Elijah does escape through the um, hatch in the ceiling of the bus. He paid attention to those bus drills we had to do every time. I'm pretty sure those are only and, ever used in movies. I've never seen one used yeah. in movies. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure only in the base. <laughs> but he like jumps up there, like he does Bro, a good he's job. Got, he's, he's got he's he's got some vertical. He may be four feet tall, but he can fucking jump that high. <laughs> oh, he can dunk. He can dunk. White boy can dunk. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and then we get back to Josh Harnett, who meets up with Hot Teacher, and there's this awkward alien flirting back and forth. And he's just like, yeah, I got stuff in here. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, you looking for a hit? And she's like, I was thinking something cherry flavored, implying the condoms. He's like, well, yep. I'm all out of those, but I think I can get some else to hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Josh Harnett gets in the car and starts it, and um, Hot Teacher climbs in the car, and there's this big struggle inside the car where he's driving around the parking lot at high speeds, dodging buses back and forth, and eventually he gets a seatbelt on, and he's just like, ha-ha, aliens don't know how to use seatbelts, and he crashes right into the bus. And, actually, and she flies... Is that, yeah. th- this, is when, this is when I noticed who that, who that actress was. What, what other major role does that actress play? Uh, she was Xena in Goldeneye. What else did she play? Uh, she's been in a lot. What is her? Uh, what, what is she most famous one? Xena uh, and Goldeneye yeah. is her most famous one, yeah. definitely. Uh, oh, Jean Grey. Grey. She's Jean Grey in uh, X Men. Yeah. Uh-huh. Until like until like until that weird scene where she tried to look in his ear. I'm like, it's Jean Grey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, this, is, this is Dark Phoenix, isn't it? Yeah. She's that idea of being possessed by an alien force. Guess so. Guess so. Anyway, uh, so we uh, she slams out, flies into the bus, and gets totally decapitated. But her head is still kind of wandering around. Once again, I think this is another homage to this thing where you know, the head is just kind of crawling through the parking lot. <laughs> and Zeke just goes, fuck this, and then leaves yeah. with the drugs. <laughs> it's just like, nope, I'm not even going to kill her. She's done. This is so weird because, like, okay, so these things can, like, reincorporate their bodies back together? Yeah. Well, I, I'm assuming, like, the physiology of the aliens, you know, connected things back together. Or, like, broken so. tissue and skin? Do they repair skin cells? Uh, yep. So, Stokes and Mary Beth are sitting in the gymnasium, and they're just kind of relaxing, waiting for everyone else to come on back. And then this is when Mary Beth does her reveal, where she's just like, Stokes, I know you've been an outsider, but aren't you tired of being something that you're not? And then it's revealed that Mary Beth, sweet southern girl, has been the queen all along. And she transforms into big slug creature, final boss of the movie. So we get our chase sequence. Um, At one point, she flows into the pool, which I'm so glad that pool was brought back. Because when I saw it at the beginning of the movie and when I found out it was a water creature, I'm like, yes, we need to do that. Stokes gets dragged under the water. Um, there's this big chase scene where she's swimming away from Mary Beth. Loses a lot of blood. Oh yeah, too. she gets like, like, she gets fucking face blood. planted into that into that tile floor. Oh yeah, it was just like ooh. ooh. Uh, but eventually Elijah Wood does save her, and they escape on out uh, through the um, through the pool, and they go into the locker room where the climax of the movie takes place in. Oh, also Mary Beth is naked now for some because, reason. Like she transfers back into. Because human. they don't transform clothes. She gets put on clothes. No, I thought it was like the Hulk principle. No. 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 Dude, she's wearing some fashionable clothes. So that's why this movie is rated R. (laughs) I do like this one scene uh, where Zeke comes back to the locker room, and then she looks back at Stokes, and then she looks at Mary Beth, and he's just like, 
why are you naked, Mary Beth? <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Like, he is so, he is so done with his alien shit at this point. Well, yeah, 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 he comes in, and they're both trying to convince him, like, she's the bad one, she's the bad one, she's the bad one. She's like, yep. she did this to me. And he's like, why, why are you naked? One of you is naked, and one of you is not, so. <laughs> well, and this is when we kind of get the reveal that she's like, yeah, we're from this alien planet that was, that was full of water. We all lived together in unity. It was great. It was beautiful. Uh-huh. Then our planet dried up, and we came here. And she's like, yeah, and like, and she's like, you know, like, and I really appreciate it because I came here, and like, you guys are all welcoming to me, but you guys are the outsiders, uh-huh. and like everybody else here is not welcoming. And like, it, it, yeah. it's interesting because like you know she like her investment with Stoeckling trying to make her like stand like that was honest. That was her like actually like, you know, they were her friends to like a degree. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, but then I hear how much pain you guys have, and like she's like, so like just become one with me, and this pain won't be here anymore. Like this is what you guys need. Like you guys are like in pain. And like I liked it because like it wasn't like a just like a become me because like fuck it it was like an honest like a I saw how painful you guys your lives were and I was just like yeah like it makes more sense you guys be part of me than to not you know like that's the weird thing about it is like these aliens don't take away them like the people are still with that alien which I guess makes maybe makes that library teacher like or the theater teacher did want to kill her and stab her like mm-hmm. I think that it does like you know the while talking about how her dad left I think that like and um. And with Stan talking about how he can be anything he wants to be, he doesn't have to be the jock anymore when he's infected. Like, I think that is, like, you know, I think it does, their personalities maintained with the mm-hmm. infection. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it's just, they, they, they drive a pretty hard bargain. We also find that Stokes was infected when she got into the pool. Um, so they kind of lock her in an equipment locker sort of thing, equipment cage. Um, and I do like this part, Zeke, you know, he hasn't seen Elijah Wood for a while, so when Elijah Wood is just like, I'll help you out, Zeke, he's like, no, you need to fucking sniff this, because I don't trust anyone right now. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, you are all aliens until I find out otherwise. Did I know what he said? Fuck. Something like that, yeah, he's like, as far as I'm concerned, something, something. Damn it, it was so, it's it was really funny. a good line, I can't remember what it was. Uh-huh. Let me see what I got. Uh, oh, no, it's something like, you know, I, I'll have to men in black yeah. your ass. You sniff it, or I'm going to men in black your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Zeke is an absolute badass at this point. I love it. Uh-huh. Actually, sad. There, there's one more line uh, I meant to say uh, when um, when Stokely doesn't want to doesn't want to uh, take the hit earlier in the thing. Uh, one of those great lines. She's like, she's like, I don't, she's like, I'm not putting that shirt on my nose. And he's like, aliens are overtaking the Earth. Weigh it. <laughs> God damn it! His lines are so good. All right. Anyway. Back to the He's locker room. I love Back Zeke. to the craziness. Zeke gets thrown across across the locker room, gets knocked out. <gasps> oh no! Now it's only Elijah Wood and giant alien queen left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like it too because she goes back to her human form again to try to seduce him again, and just like, "Come on, man! Just like join up with me, Casey! Come on!" And he's like, "No!" And she's like, "Fine!" And he goes back into demon form. But I do love it because there's this cool scene of her walking like naked through the um, through the locker room. If you look, her shadow. Is all the tentacles like is the is this shadow of the giant queen with her standing the epicenter as a human? It's so mm-hmm. cool. I, I thought that was really cool. Like, it doesn't make sense, but it looked awesome. Um, <laughs> and so she chases him. She gives chase to him, and uh, he runs out of the locker room, runs across, runs back around the pool, and goes into the gymnasium again. Um, and he has this genius idea, which never worked because these are these close so slowly in real life. Um, but he decides to start collapsing the bleachers. So they have the kind of bleachers that fold out from the wall. They kind of pop out in sections um, mechanically. And so he, he turns it on for it to uh, start closing and starts running through it. And falls like eight or t- ten different times. Like, for yep. a guy whose plan is to run through this thing, he fucking sucks at it. You know, when it's established, he's really good at running too. So, what the fuck movie? 
he runs through, and the queen comes after him. But as it's as it does, it starts getting caught. So the bleachers start collapsing in on it, got him holding its body until he makes that final jump through. And dude, he fucking plows his head into that cement wall. Like, I I don't know who the stunt double is. That guy must have like died because he fucking jumps <laughs> out of the out of the behind the bleachers. And you know, you guys, instead of like every school is there's like maybe like uh-huh. four feet between the bleachers and then. Um, a wall, and he fucking dives at that wall head first, <laughs> and like I just like oh god, like he, like I'm there must have been like some crack in that audio there of like him just like slamming his shoulder into that thing. Oh god, it looks so like, painful. Like, Absolutely, it's like, it's like damn, he like tackles that wall like full speed. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and so he stands up, and uh, the queen is caught in the uh, closed bleachers. And he stabs it in the eye with the last bit of scat he has. It vomits, like, a bunch of worms into his face. They start burrowing in. And what a great idea that is. Like, that, that is some smart... Hmm? That is some smart, just the bleacher. Just, you know, slamming the bleacher, bleachers onto him. What a, what a smart idea, Elijah Wood. Smart idea, but I would never think of that. I'd be like, no way these yeah. have enough, like, <laughs> enough pull to crush this alien. But in the end, that's actually what kills yep. him. Holds the alien in place, which I guess is kind of, you know, nice, nice reels in their movie. It doesn't actually kill yeah. Oh, it does, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, he stabs it on in. The alien does vomit some, like, little slug creatures onto his face, and we get some cool little makeup of the aliens going into his face, but then slowly dying and popping on yeah. out. Um, so he gets infected for, like, a second or two, but then everybody dies, and they all just slowly fall back out. And then he just kind of falls to the ground, and he's just like, it's over. It's done. And I'm like, wait, doesn't... doesn't uh, what's his name come out at the end? Doesn't, like, Zeke walk out? Can't remember. Uh, no, he doesn't, but he does go back to the uh, locker room and uh, takes up Stokes, and he's just like, hey, Stokes, you're okay now? The queen's dead. And then Zeke comes on over, and he's just like, yeah, they're all dead. Yeah. Yeah. So we get into our final um, scene where we get to see where everybody is now. Uh, Zeke is now a member of the football team, and then we see Stokes. Uh, she is, or not Stokes. Uh, is it yeah. Stokes? Stokely, yes. She's on the bleachers, but now she doesn't look so alternative. She looks... Oh, wait, no, no, it's the teacher. I'm sorry. The teacher's... Yeah, the teacher's on the bleachers, the hot teacher. And what I like about this is she's wearing a scarf because she got decapitated. But she's okay now. Yep. Uh, So Stokes and uh, Stan uh, kind of, you know, are are talking about the media. And apparently the media doesn't know anything that's been going on. But the FBI is investigating. It's very weird. And... and they start talking back and forth. Oh, What's up? Stokely's now wearing purple, which shows that she's she's left her yes. her otherly ways behind. Oh yeah, she's no longer a yeah. sinner. She's, she's she's no longer emo. <laughs> now she wears purple, and her hair is no longer dyed black. It's like back to a weird arbor color, which I don't think looks. I, I think. And her eyeliner is a lot more subtle. It's, it's really awkward, actually. I think it, it looks really weird. And it's interesting. Yes. It's like an interesting story too, because you're just like. So like, I guess she gets to be who she wants to be now. But so she was being goth because Sally expected her to be goth. Was that what it was? But now she's being who she wants to really wants to be. I don't know. I really don't know. I I, I mean I get it because I mean her biggest thing was that she didn't want friends because that was her defense mechanism. She didn't want people to hurt her. So I guess that means she's opening up a little bit more. But I don't know, man. Well, it's, yeah, I don't like it being anti She's not into what she's wearing before, and now she can be free where she wants to wear. Yeah. Or like, and I don't like. Did she think that that was the popular kid thing, so it wasn't her thing to do? Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we cut to Elijah Wood and Delilah, and then she tosses a few newspapers onto the table where Elijah Wood is just to see how the <laughs> world is taking all of this. He's on the cover of Time magazine, yeah. for, for which is it, what? It's calling him a hoax, too, isn't it? So it's like... 
A hero or hoax what really happened at the Harrington High alien, in quotes, invasion. Like, I think time is a little bit more... <laughs> yeah. More than that. Uh, but yeah, we do see an article of the Hornet Weekly, the high school newspaper, saying, Casey Connor saves the school. What a superhero name that is. It's by Delilah. And then Delilah... Yep, and then Delilah and Casey make out they're dating now, and apparently she's less of a bitch. And she's like, you could be pretty cool sometimes. And, he, and then the newspaper comes on over and uh, interviews and him. Also, either he gained a foot in height, or she like got her legs cut off, because they're the same height when they're kissing. Um, and uh, they definitely replaced one or both of the actors with two people who are the same height, and had them walk next to each other. <laughs> like, it pans up and you see them. Um, it's clearly a different cut. and it's Because you don't see that, and you see them for a distance, you're like, oh yeah, that's weird. Like, whoever, this this version of Casey is much taller. Weird. Or, I can't, maybe Delilah's really hunched over as I'm looking at it. Maybe she's just, like, really fucking hunched over. <laughs> it's weird. Um, yep. Anyway, and on that weird kiss, we end the faculty with another 90s soundtrack. Another pop punker. Did you watch, like, the, the credits? No, I did not. There were credits. Not really. Like, the they, they, they have, like, freeze frames of all the actors. Most of them are just scenes from the movie. The one that isn't is, um, is you see, um, John Stewart with an eye patch and, like, his fingers all wrapped up giving a thumbs up. I love it. I love it. But he's the only one who gets, who gets oh, that's the great. scene. Everybody else is just, uh, scenes from the movie. That is the faculty. So, overall, I really did enjoy this movie. It took me back to the 90s. It took me back to that kid going into Twister thinking it was Flipper. But it was, uh... You know, well done, cheesy, I like... It, it, it basically felt like The Breakfast Club with Alien Invasions, which I appreciate. Also, random fact, um, if you look, if you watch the, the credits, um, that 70s show guy and other guy are called Fuck Up Number One and Fuck Up Number Two. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. And that is The Faculty, so any closing notes on that I, one? I love it. I think it's a great movie. I think that it has yeah. interesting commentary on the way that kids and society perceives kids and the roles that they take over. Um, you know, I, I, I think I like this movie a lot more the more I watch it. So we are going to continue our little school themed schools out month. Uh, our next movie is going to be final exam, which I have not seen. So we're going to go ahead. That'll be an interesting uh, little uh, discussion on that one. So tune on next time for that one. Once again, thank you to our theme song. That is horror movie story by the band Teddy's Atlas. You can find that off the album children of the corn. Good, good Canadian boys. Give them a listen. And we'll see you later. Bye.